0: good evening today is Wednesday March 15th and we are studying the big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous this week's chapter we agnostics and our speaker Francesca t- is our tonight's speaker is Francesca. Thank you Francesca
1: hi Betty um, so I was asked to speak on how it works um, step three. So Zach, is that right? Okay. So I, I, I'm going to do that. Um, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I was speaking on the right topic. Um, but my name is Francesca. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, I just want to precursor this, um, you know, talk tonight, um, with two things. One, um, I am recovering from a cold. I have had congestion over the last couple of weeks, so if I sound a little nasally, I apologize. Um, I did change my background to this little, you know, for anyone that's here and can see um, this little under the sea, um, because I am, you know, sound like I'm underwater sometimes when I'm talking to people. So I needed to remind myself, you know, to be lighthearted about this, to not take myself so seriously. Um, so that is, um, why that's there just for a reminder for myself that this is not, I'm not doing brain surgery tonight. Um, you know, cause sometimes when I do speak, it can be a little nerve wracking for me. So, um, you know, that's, you know, that was my thought for my higher power today, just to remind myself that I am not doing brain surgery and I don't need to take myself so seriously. So, um, with that. Um, something I did differently tonight in preparing for, you know, to speak about step three was usually, you know, when I speak on meetings, um, I'll write something out, I'll know what I want to say, and that's kind of how I do it. And tonight I was, you know, challenged by my sponsor to really just read through the chapter itself um, and to speak about my experience Um, And what I know of, you know, step three. So that is what I'm doing tonight. Um, If it doesn't go the whole 20 minutes of this recording, I apologize. Um, I'm just going to speak until I have, you know, nothing left. And I believe that that's, you know, what my higher power wants me to do for tonight. So with that, um, I will qualify, just let you know a little bit about what it was like um, before I came into program. And kind of go right into step three and talk about like what it has done for my life so far and how I work this step today. So um, I came into program in 2019. It was October of 2019. So I had just turned 22. I was right out of college. Um, and I was searching for a solution like I often do when it came to the food um, because I was at a point of complete desperation. Um, I had tried many different diets. Um, and as I said before, I am also bulimic. So, um, for years throughout my entire college experience, I was struggling with the food. Um, it started off, you know, late night binges with my friends. I would go out drinking and, you know, the binges would happen then. Um, I was an athlete my entire life. So, um, and a runner specifically, so you know the weight and the the idea of gaining weight wasn't really even ever in my head um, because I was an athlete and I had a metabolism that you know was was keeping up with you know the ways I ate so weight was never an issue. But once I stopped running, I stopped participating in sports and I was in college. And like I said, drinking all the time, um, that's when the weight started to come on. And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't a hundred pounder, like this was, you know, maybe about 20 pounds, but I saw it in myself. I saw a difference in myself. And that's what triggered the obsession with food and body weight for me. Um, so, you know, the, the 20 pounds came on after the binging at night and I decided it would be a great idea to, um, go home for the summer after my freshman year of college and diet and obsessively work out. Um, so that's what I did. The weight came off. And as soon as I got back to school, I heard all of the compliments about how I lost the weight and it was great. Um, but it, it didn't stay off for long because it was only a matter of time before the diets caught up to me and I started wanting to eat normal food to myself. So I would have those last supper mentalities where it was like, oh, I haven't eaten this food in so long. I'm never gonna eat it again. So let me just eat as much as I can of it. Um, and I was on and off the wagon for years with like that, um, and until I found program. Um, I w- was at a point of complete desperation. I was compulsively eating sugar specifically, um, and could not stop. I would eat one thing and then I would have to eat the rest of it, the, the box of it. Um, then I would need to go out to the store and find more of what would, would satisfy my needs. Um, until I found program, I came into program thinking that, and I apologize for anyone that have heard this, but I thought that I would come into program and there would be a bunch of people who struggled with eating and food and food controlled them like me. And we would just talk about the problem. And I was like, all right, at least I could find people that I relate to. So I came into program. I went to my first meeting and that was not what I experienced. I walked into the doors and I was struggling with this food problem. And most of the people there, as most of you probably know, were no longer struggling with the problem. They found a solution. They were no longer eating like I was eating. And they were talking about not only were they not eating how I was eating, but they were free of emotional distress for the most part that I was experiencing in other areas of my life. So The program seemed very appealing to me, Um, and I immediately got a sponsor. It's not because I wanted a sponsor. It's not because I was looking for a sponsor. Someone approached me and said, I would like to work with you. Do you want to work with me? I was terrified. I had probably was filled with a 90% doubt, but I decided to just say yes and try it. Um, and that has been my experience and program that my higher power, my idea of a caring, loving higher power will put things in my life. And if I say yes to it, it, it leads me exactly where I would, I I am supposed to be um, in a very caring place. So I I had doubt, but I said yes. And I worked the steps with my sponsor Um And I'm here today, almost four years later, I have not picked up the food. um, And I could say, for the most part, I live a very serene life when I am working this program. So that's just me qualifying um, to go into step three. Um, If we look at the chapter of how it works, I just have my big book open. Um, I want to start on page 58, the beginning of how it works. It says, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path and that has been my experience in program. Um this is a simple program. Um and you know this this paragraph goes on to talk about all we need is the capacity to be honest. It talks about people with emotional and mental disorders and at that time I thought that I I was filled with emotional and mental disorders. That was me. And as long as I had the capacity to be honest, I could recover. I could have a life that these people in this, in these rooms were talking about. So I was intrigued, um, go down a little bit. We talk about going to any lengths, being willing to do anything that my sponsor said, um, was terrifying. Like I said, because I was filled with doubt. I had my ideas as to what I should be eating, when I should be eating it, how I should be eating. But I had to trust that when it came to food, I had no idea what I was doing. My brain was going to tell me to do certain things and I was told not to listen to it because I was under the guidance of a person at that time, a sponsor who once had my problem with food, was described compulsively eating just like I did and no longer had it. So I was willing to try what she said to do. And it's some of these, as it says, at some of these ideas and, and tasks to do, we balked, which means, you know, I think of, I've heard this in meetings before, and it's been really helpful for me to see the image in my mind of a baseball player winding up ready to pitch, but then he doesn't follow through. And I, I do know that in this program, I, I wanted to balk, but I knew that I had to keep going. I had to go to any lengths, which meant following through with step one, step two, step three, all the way through step 12. Um, And, you know, the, the, the big book writers of this book, Bill, and all of the founders say, you know, at all earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. This, this was vital for me to be fearless and thorough from the very start, because I had started many diets before but I didn't finish them, finish them. I had done many things in my life before, but I didn't completely do them. And I knew that this program was not going to work for me because this book tells us right here, from the very start, we need to start and finish the steps. We need to do this program of recovery if we want to recover. Um, If I go over to page 59, half measures availed us nothing, which I just described. We stood at the turning point. So this is, you know, when when we've realized that we are compulsive eaters, for me specifically, I was at a turning point. I knew that I was never presented with this information before that I was addicted to food. I was I was never presented with the idea that you know, there could be something bigger than me that could help me. And I had an idea of a higher power before program that I called God and I still call God, but you can call it whatever you wish. I had an idea of God, but I never asked God to help me with my food problem. Or when I did, I was not willing to take the steps that were being put in front of me. So when I came to program, I had to be willing to, like I said before, follow the steps that were being put in front of me. When we read step three, you know, the big book lists out all the steps. We read step three. It says, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. The most important thing for that, for me, was one, we're turning So like this, this book just told us right before, a paragraph before, we're at the turning point. So this is, this is where we are to turn. Our lives are about to change. That's, that's what the big book is at least telling me how I read it. And we are turning our will and our lives, excuse me, over to the care of God. So now I know that there's something bigger than me that can help me with my problems, specifically food but other ones. And I'll get to that in a minute. And this, this God, this bigger power is caring. So at least now I know that there's a God that cares about me and can help me. And the best, the best part about this is this step. I really believe, and this is an italicized in the book, as we understood him. So this means, you know, the word as is while, you know, like at the same time. That's how it's defined. So we make this decision to say, I have something bigger than me that I can turn my life over to, as I'm also understanding what this thing is for me, this caring God. So I don't need to understand what God is to make this decision. I'm making it simultaneously, understanding God and making the decision at the same time. And that was big for me because as I was st- taking step three, I'm like, well, I don't perfectly know if God exists, what God is, how I define God. And I didn't need to. And that was the, when I took step three, that was the most important thing for me was knowing I didn't need to define God, know God completely without 100% doubt, believe in God in order to continue with this program. Like I said, simple program. If we go over to page 60, after reading through the entire steps, it says, many of, many of us exclaimed, what in order, I can't go through with it. Don't be discouraged. We go down a few lines. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. So I'm, I'm willing to grow. Am I willing to grow? One, spiritual lines, spiritual principles synonymous, spiritual principles synonymous with steps, the steps. Each step has a spiritual principle attached to it. So am I, am I willing basically to go through the 12 steps? Pretty simple. Honestly, as this says before, if I am, I I don't need to be discouraged. That's all it is, is being willing to go through the 12 steps. We're not saints, we don't have to do it perfectly. That's what the book says. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And thank God, it says yeah, that it's thank you because I I needed that. So we we go down a little bit if we can admit that, you know, after reading through the doctor's opinion that we are, you know, overeaters, that we are powerless. The book then begins to describe how we are powerless and cannot manage our own lives. So it's not just now the food, but it's it's my emotional state, my mental state. I am powerless over it, and that's why my life is unmanageable. It's not just the food where my life is unmanageable. And the book describes we are selfish We are self-centered. Do we not get angry with people, with situations? Do we not want life to go exactly how we think it should go? And if it does go exactly how we think it should go, we'd be great. Life would be great. Why? Because we think we are this ultimate power. At least I did. So the book describes, you know, if we can admit that food was running our life, that we are powerless over it, and that there may be something bigger than us that can help us, we are at step three. And it says, God could and would if he were sought. So not just God can help us through these things, but he will if he is sought. And what does it mean to seek God the book describes that seeking God is going through the rest of the steps. The actions that we take, being willing to say I am selfish, self-centered, the book describes on page 62, self-centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles. I I you know I get I get angry with people and situations because things don't go my way. And I'm powerless over that. I am powerless over me being selfish. It comes natural to me. I think I'm I think I'm selfless. I'm kind sometimes, most of the time, in my head, but I'm rooted in wanting things to go my way. And that is the root of my troubles. Bill and you know, all alcoholics tell us that is the root. But the best part about this is that we have a higher power. I have a higher power, that's my experience, that will remove this from me. If I seek this higher power, go through the steps, am conscious that I am constantly trying to fight reality, and that something bigger than me creates the reality to be the way it is This higher power can remove, selfishness from me and that's a that's a miracle
2: that is a miracle so
1: it says right here on page 62 we must get rid of it or it kills us god makes that possible and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid and then it goes on to describe the relationship we have with God that God becomes the director. We're no longer the director of life. We are an actor. We are to listen to God, higher power, whatever you want to call it coach, teacher, director, principal, father call it, call it what you will, what you need it to be. Know that it's a caring thing, has all power. One we'll guide, minute, Thank you. And will guide me. That That's what I need to trust. Will guide me if I listen and I become the actor. And I don't try to arrange life to suit me. I don't try to force people to do what I want them to do so that things are great for me.
2: And in that, I think...
1: I think that's it for me. I think that's it. It's, it's, this decision is vital to, to say I'm no longer the boss of life and something bigger is directing other people. I don't need to direct them. And I can trust that if I don't get what I want, it'll be okay because there's something, I'm, I'm not supposed to get everything I want and I can still be happy with that. When I realize that I'm I'm the problem, that I want things and that's what the problem is, I can be freed. But I need help from something, uh, something bigger than me because just the idea and knowing that I can be freed will not free me. Fine. Thank you. And the last thing I'll say is this, is that, you know, this, the book talks about this is a crucial step, but it will have little or permanent effect unless at once followed by strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves that had been blocking us, aka going through the rest of the steps, taking action, clearing house. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you so much, Francesca. That was a, a beautiful share. Thank you so much for your service. We will now open the meeting for questions or in or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, which is how it works, my mistake. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, Joanne, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And we will now start with our sharing. Who would like to share?
3: Amy? Thank you so much. Thank you, Betty and Zach, for your service tonight. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state from the food for today. Thanks, everybody, for being here. i um, really grateful to have the community gathered talking about our solution. Francesca, that was fire. That was so good. That was such a great um, organic Um, just, just sharing and retelling of, of your experience with this. I love how you talked about, um, the resistance when your sponsor found you, and I'm sorry if that's not the word that you used, but the, and then just sort of being like, this was brought to me and I'm, I'm going with it. I'm leaning into it. I have, I was, I was on the phone. Uh, with someone shortly before this meeting, um, a fellow having a conversation. And I was talking about something with regards to like, you know, needing to, you know, surrender, accept, move forward, whatever. And I started to say, I'm afraid to say this out loud, like tempt fate. And then I was like, no, I'm not dealing in fear. I'm not operating from a place of fear and scarcity. Because then every spell that I cast or prayer that I pray or however you want to say it will be manifesting from a place of fear and scarcity. And it just drives me away from home, from God, from spirit, from magic. Again, whatever you want to say. And um, this, this idea that, like, the faith, right? Because faith is the opposite of fear this face that like, I have a set of instructions that I can follow and that instructions are meant to bring me closer to having a spiritual experience, a spiritual awakening. That's what they're meant to do. They're meant to have that happen. When you look through the steps, you know, there's interpretations that suggest that we're not even getting, you know, the miracles, the true miracles, the promises until we're in nine. So this faith in moving forward, that the steps as written in order, just done with with faith, are supposed to make this thing happen. And then the other thing is at the end of those nine step promises and apologies for, for skipping ahead, um, is that says they'll materialize, they'll always materialize if we work for them. And things that materialize come gradually, atom by atom, over time. And that's the idea that like, uh, having a spiritual experience, it takes time to happen. (laughs) Thank you. And once it's happened, it needs to keep being renewed. Um, Francesca, that was wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Um, I look forward to hearing from the rest of you. Uh, Thank you,
0: Amy B. Thank you. Who else would like to share? Don't be shy. Natalie. Would you like to share, Natalie, please?
2: Natalie, is it letting, is it giving you an option? There you go.
4: Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I am just like, you know, your share was so calm. and But I felt like underneath that was so much fire. And I, uh, it just, um, I, like, I can almost feel like all the cornerstones are in place in your program. And it just felt so solid. And um, I'm experiencing um, where you left is exactly where I am uh, in the steps as I'm going through a a bit of an intensive, um, going through the program. And I'm not exactly sure what I wanna share. I'd like to share a quick story, but uh, I'm a little nervous to do that, but I think I will go for it. so I'm um, right before, uh, taking step three and getting on my knees, um, like the day before I, uh, I've been in program for 12 years and, um, I, something came up, a resentment came up and, um, and I, uh, it was a really strong resentment. It came out of like nowhere, something, uh, something happened and I, um, I just, I had to like, just keep working and making calls and saying verbally out loud. Like I had to speak the words that I am aligned with love today. Like, uh, I don't worry about the past. I don't worry about the future. And that when I align with love and that love force energy, um, in the present moment, all is taken care of. So the my only responsibility in this resentment is actually to pray for these other people and then just let. Whatever will happen in front of me, I can take care of whether whether whatever whatever that's going to be like I have no control and I had to keep saying that out loud and sort of I think I called a few people, it was like my teeth, they were not going to let go into the fair I think Amy kind of said that a little bit like I was I'm, I'm just did not want to let go of love. And yet, I could feel like the darkness sort of pulling me in and wanting to, like, uh, you know, work this uh, story and kind of act out a little bit and take care of it and take control. And um, and so the next day uh, was the time for me to get to my step three. And I um, I felt like even before I said step three, like the cornerstone was in place. I felt like um, a shift that I've never had in taking. Uh, and doing the program like four times it was a shift that it was the first time I felt like wow you just follow these simple steps and um and the shift happens and um it's that extraordinary and it's that simple and that powerful and um and today you know I uh, I'm going into my fourth step and I said "Oh, I don't have anything on my fourth step of course things are coming up and um and I'm scared and I can feel myself kind of wanting to pull back a little bit. So anyways, I'll end there. But yeah, just the courage it takes. I want to say to everybody here that this is a courageous step, even to be on this program, to be you know, in the steps. Like I, I really uh, commend all of us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Natalie G. Thank you so much. Kat, would you Hi. like to share
2: Can you hear me? Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Um, Thank you so much, Francesca, for your share. Um, I related to a lot just with the dieting and um, not having a ton of weight to lose, but also the obsession of just everything that comes with the disease and um I came in away um in my early 20s as well but I didn't quite get the solution very quickly sometimes quickly sometimes slowly and that was just my journey but what a miracle that you were just willing and jumped in and um you know, what a blessing that you're sharing the message. Um, And I guess, um, kind of thinking about the third step today from this share in this meeting, what was coming up for me was having to turn my will over every day. Like I made that decision in step three. And I've done, I've gone through the steps more than once and, you know, continuously that step, the step three prayer was a prayer. I kind of, with that and the serenity prayer was what I learned the fastest for some, or like has always stuck with me. And it took me longer to memorize the step seven prayer for some reason. But um, what a... A miracle that is that, you know, I have the choice to turn over my will to the care of God as I understand God and that each day is a new day to live in recovery. Um, Of course, I choose to have this disease and this disease some of the symptoms are the selfish dishonest self-seeking fear but there's a solution to arrest those symptoms of the disease and I'm not a bad person because of those things and I I think I still have to remind myself that like I'm not bad it's it's just and a, 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 you know it is what it is um So I guess, yeah, it's a good reminder, like each day I can turn my will over and each day I can turn my, um, I think that's time. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Kat. Thank you for sharing. Who else would like to share? We'd love to hear from you. Kathy, Kathy
2: H, please share with us. Uh, Elise, go ahead. I, I just I saw you first and me to you. Just Okay. Yeah, Elise, just go ahead.
5: Hi, Elise T, she, her pronouns. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm bullying it. Um, thank you, Francesca, so much for your share. It was so good to hear about um, really what I got out of it was you have you seem to relate to faith as is a very active, uh, process. Um, and I'm going to butcher what you said at the end, but it really, it really struck me. It was something like, um, the idea is not going to lead me to freedom. It's an action. Um, I was very fortunate. I didn't feel fortunate at the time, but, uh, when I first came to this program, cause I'm coming back, um, just this week, I was also working the steps in a different program. And I was trying to work steps in both programs at one point and that was too much. And then I tried to hold on to a sponsor in this program without actually doing the steps. And that sponsor kind of dropped me because they said, if we're not doing the steps, it's not sponsorship. <laughs> and I was kind of mad at the time, if I'm honest. I was um, I was left feeling kind of unsupported, kind of ditched, kind of hurt and rejected. But it taught me an important lesson, which is like, this is an active process. This is like, this is for people who are not joking around. This is not like a one foot in, one foot out sort of thing. This is like you have to commit yourself and and take a free fall. and only then, only then is it really faith. Um, that's how I see it now. I'm still scared. I'm still super scared every single day, but um, thankfully, I only need to be scared for one day at a time. So with that, I'll pass. And thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Ali.